Hello and welcome to the Tech Authority Podcast, presented by Aussie IT Solutions. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, one of the IT consultants at Aussie IT Solutions. And today we're going to talk about phones, specifically the new iPhone, the Samsung Galaxy S7, plus the Galaxy Note that had a few technical difficulties and the Microsoft Lumia phones as well. So we're going to talk about iOS 10 and what's supported, what's not. Just having a look at um, a CNET website on compatibility for iOS 10. And there's a few new features that think that you think, well, do I need it? Do I not? Do I really care about it? Is it something that I should upgrade to? Now, more specifically, is that when you're looking at upgrading the software on your phone, you've got to think of it like a computer, because that's basically what it is. It's a handheld computer that sits in your pocket and allows you to make phone calls and receive phone calls and use the internet on it as well. Applications and all sorts of stuff, social media. Now, it's important to think... Surely it's just going to update with no problem, but sometimes it doesn't, and you need to make sure that your device is capable of making sure that it's going to run the operating system, because effectively, iOS is an operating system, just like it would be for Windows. Windows 10 is an operating system that's now across all of the Microsoft uh, suite, of devices, so if you think about it like your PC, your laptop, your Xbox, your phone, all of the devices have the same version of the operating system across it. Now Apple is a little bit different in the way that they do things. I'm not sure if Mac OS is very similar to iOS. I'm not a Mac user, but for the most part, the integration is what makes it special um, and compatibility for the device itself is a big deal so looking at the iPhones the iPhones that are capable of upgrading to iOS 10 would be the iPhone 5 all versions of the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 6 the iPads all the way from the iPad mini 2 uh, the iPad 4th generation, the iPad Air 1 and 2, and the iPad Pro, the 9.7 inch and the 12.9 inch. The iPods, the only one that can do it is the 6th uh, generation Touch, which means that if you've got an iPod Touch 5, you cannot upgrade. There'll be no way for you to do that, which is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. If you think of it like this, every time you upgrade your device to the latest operating system, what happens is it then downloads a whole bunch of security patches thinking that the phone's gonna run okay. But when you get to a point in the hardware's lifetime, eventually what happens is that it slows the machine down to a complete crawl to the point where Things are very slow in operating. When you flick to different applications on the screen, it 
takes a lot longer than what it used to before you upgrade it. Now, the reason why you need to replace your device is because eventually it gets so old that not even the phone companies support them anymore. Now, it may not be true for all phones, but for some phones, eventually things just stop working. So I know that we used to have what was called GSM here in Australia, which is basically 2G, and we no longer have that anymore. None of the phone providers will actually support that anymore. You actually have to have 3G capability on your phone for it to function. Because if you don't, you're not going to get any signal. That's why you need to upgrade every few years. That's why they keep releasing a new product every year to get, get you constantly in the mix of upgrading. Being an early adopter or being a late adopter, it's totally up to you, a laggard or whatever you want to call it. The goal is to keep your technology moving along all the time. Not being in that loop uh, is a big deal. Because, you know, things stop working after a while and eventually your phone will stop working. Same with your PC. Now, iOS 10 is available on the new iPhone 7, which is pretty good. It's got some good uh, specs on there. There's a difference between the two versions of the iPhone 7. You've got a lower spec model and then you've got a higher spec model. Now, we're going to go through and compare some of those phones in just a minute but the interesting thing with apple is that they've got this massive hype around their product and it's quite it's one of those things that you think okay well every year they bring out a new device and they have this big crowd watching online seeing what they're going to release all the new devices that they're going to release like the new iPhone or the iPod or the iPad Pro or anything like that. But it's it's quite it's quite different in the way that you think that what's what's so special about iPhone and why is it uh, that they have so many fans? Whether it's just in the way that they used to, to do things originally or the way they designed their product or Maybe the camera's a, the new thing, or the processor, or whatever you think about. Now, there's a few things with the model for the iPhone. You've got the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus. Now, both of them have the cap capacity to go all the way up to, two point, uh, to, go all the way up to 256 gig. So you've got three models of storage. 32 gig, 128 gig, and 256 gig. Now that's a lot of storage. That's a huge amount of storage if you think about it. How much stuff can you store on your phone? I mean, the apps are mostly fairly small. Some of them are 20, 20 megabytes. Some of them are more than that. Um, just depends on the features that you have in the actual application that you want to use. Now, there's two different phones. The iPhone 7 Plus has a 5.5-inch screen, uh, LED backlit wide-inch uh, widescreen, and it's got multi-touch display, which is pretty cool. Um, it's got a resolution of 
1920 by 1080. So it's your standard high def uh, capability. Uh, wide color display, a whole bunch of things with a brightness, dual domain pixels for wide viewing angles. Uh, this is for the actual camera itself, which is pretty cool. Um, fingerprint resistant and multiple language ca capability as well. Display zoom, reachability. I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, it's a fairly big phone being 5.5 inches wide across the display. Uh, it's about 6.23 inches in height and 3.07 inches in width. That's a big phone. Now it's got the new A10 processor in it. So it's a little bit different. It's got 64 bit capability. So it's gonna use the uh, RAM better um, being 64 bit capable. The older phones with the iPhone 6 were also capability of 64-bit, but they had a different processor in it with the A9. Now there's a new camera, which is 12 megapixels with a wide angle uh, aperture of 1.8 and telephoto at 2.8. Now, it's not, being a photographer myself, um, those things are important, but for me, an SLR is going to blow you out of the water with the capability of the photo, especially with aperture and the sensor and the optical image stabilization. All of that's important. But the phone has a little circle for the camera. It's not going to be really impressive. It's not compared to a... SLR like a 5D Mark III or a 1DX Canon range. The sensors in the Canons are going to blow you out of the water compared to an iPhone photo. That ha having said that, having a camera on your phone is still pretty cool. Um, and you know, sometimes you have to have to use the the camera on the, the phone because you don't have your SLR with you or your um, compact camera or your point-and-shoot camera with you so the cameras are getting better and they are interesting but um, yeah I'm not entirely sure I'd use all the features on it it's got body and face detection quad led true tone flash uh, a crystal lens cover backside illumination sensor hybrid IR filter Autofocus with focus pixels, tap to focus with focus pixels, exposure control, noise reduction, auto HDR for photos, panorama up to 63 megapixels. That's still pretty good. 63 megapixels is nice, but still, it's not as good as the um, image quality that you get from a SLR. Uh, auto image stabilization, burst mode, timer mode, and photo geotagging. Now the geotagging is good because what that does is, depending on where you are in the world, wherever you're taking photos, it's gonna allow you to tag 
where you are using the GPS. So when you go back to the history of the photo, and if you're putting together a slideshow, you can say, okay, well, where was this photo taken? And it'll actually identify it from the geotag spot. So if you didn't recognize where you were, Google Maps will be able to tell you where you actually were with the geotagging, which is pretty cool. The video recording, it's got 4K video recording at 30 frames per second. Um, 1080p video recording at 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. Um, there's a lot of good things about the video side of things. Video is becoming huge on the phone, especially with all of the new applications and the social media applications that are out using the phone. Uh, for video, at least. You've got the options with Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook Live. It's all important now. Uh, well, it's becoming a lot more important. Uh, you've got FaceTime. You've got a camera on the other side of the phone facing you. Um, it's got a 7 megapixel camera. It can do photos from that as well with a 2.2 f-stop aperture has retina flash, wide color capture for live photos, 1080p video recording, auto HDR, backside illumination sensor, body and face detection, auto image stabilization, burst mode, exposure control, and time timer mode as well. Now that it'll work on most carriers, you think that the ability to go from one carrier to another would be fairly easy, and most of the carriers that are well known around the world, depending on where you are, will have support for the new iPhone devices. Comparing that to another device, the iPhone 7 is really, really similar in the way that it's got most of the, the stuff from the iPhone 7 Plus. Although there's a difference in the cameras, the, the Plus has two cameras on the back. The 7 only has one. Um, it's a little bit smaller. It's a 5.44 inch uh, height and a 2.64 inch width. And it has a 4.7 inch uh, screen. I'm not an iPhone user. I'm not really all that excited by it. I'm sure that it's going to be a decent phone comes with a new color jet black which looks pretty good kind of like a piano black type style um, i'm sure if it can answer calls and make phone calls that's all you really need it to do um, something basic but you know all the the new apps that are going to be available to to use the new features i'm sure they'll work quite well on it and being that uh, Apple has such a big crowd of followers, I'm sure everyone is going to go nuts about it. Now, the thing that has been one of those innovation changes is that they've now dropped the headphone connection from the Apple phone, from the iPhone Plus and the iPhone for both models of the new 7 iPhone, iPhone 7. Um, 
and there's been a lot of complaints about it as well, which has been quite interesting. Kind of makes kind of makes me wonder how we're going to deal with the sea levels rising, but that's another story. We're going to look at the next phone, the Samsung Galaxy. Um, and they're making changes to their website, which is awesome. So I can't actually tell you what the specs are on that. The new, I've actually um, used the new Samsung S7 Galaxy, and it's actually quite a nice looking phone. It feels fine. It's got quite a lot of new features with it as well. Um, obviously I can't tell you what they are because I can't find that information on uh, the Samsung website because they're working on it at the minute, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to see if we can get to it now. Hopefully we can if the website's up, but I think the website's going to be down. Oh no, it looks like it could be up. So the Galaxy S7 came out with some different things to what the um, iPhone 7 came out with. Now, you've also got the ability to use the new Gear 360 virtual virtual reality system. Um, they're trying to redefine themselves, trying to get themselves into a new spot where, you know, with all the iPhone users, Galaxy seems to be ahead in the game with the way that they're doing things. And uh, the specs, the design looks pretty good. They've got two different phones you got the galaxy 7 edge with a quad hd 5.5 inch screen and the galaxy s7 with a 5.1 inch screen fairly similar in the way that they've got stuff they've got dual 12 megapixel cameras uh, bright lenses autofocus motion panorama motion photo fairly similar to what the um, iphone 7 has you can play games on it. The hardware is quite different. It's water and dust resistance, which is what uh, the new iPhone 7 is as well. Um, just going through some features, which I'm trying to find and the capabilities of them, but they're not really giving you much in the way of the hardware. Here we go. So apparently it's got four gig of RAM in the actual phone itself, which is going to be good. It's got a new custom CPU and a powerful graphics processor, um, which allows you to use apps, streaming video, playing games, and everything will happen fairly smoothly. Um, it's 64% faster than its predecessor the in the graphics side of things it's 30 percent faster than its predecessor in the cpu side of things and it's got four gig of ram compared to three in its predecessor it's got a 128 gig uh, micro sd support which is pretty handy it's got longer battery life although that's what they tell us whether that's true or not is a whole other thing um it charges fast 
It charges in 90 minutes for the S7 and 100 minutes for the S7 Edge. That's okay, that's not too bad. Um, you can charge wirelessly. Now this feature has been around in the phones for quite a long time, especially with the Nokia phones. They used to have a, a Wi-Fi charging pad that you could put your phone on, and that's pretty good. Uh, the camera on the phone is a fairly decent camera. Um, it has a front-facing camera. It also has a rear-facing camera. Uh, it's got a, an amazing true-to-life picture resolution and impressive low-light performance thanks to the uh, f-stop of 1.7 aperture. And apparently it does it really fast. Quality looks pretty good. It's got a dual 12 megapixel camera on the back. And it's got better focus. It's got motion panorama like we've talked about before. So you can drag, or basically take a lot of photos and just keep moving around, which is pretty cool. Uh, left to right or right to left. Uh, you got motion photo. So the photos actually move like they do on the iPhone. Um, that's kind of like a small video. Um, look, it's just a phone. To me, it takes phone calls. You can make phone calls. You can install applications on it. It's quite a nice looking phone. It does the job. It's just what whatever's familiar for you, I think, makes a big difference. Um, in particular, you know, I prefer having a Windows phone. All of my devices are Windows based and the compatibility between all of the devices uh, makes it really worthwhile. So if you think about it, if you were Samsung through and through, all of your devices would be Samsung. If you're a Mac person, all of your stuff would be Apple based anyway. So you'd have your Mac, your uh, MacBook Pro or your iPad or your iPhone, and then things just work seamlessly. Oh, well, they're supposed to work seamlessly. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, with the Windows environment, being now that everything's on Windows 10, well, most devices are, um, Having the Windows Phone makes a big difference as well. With Windows 10, you can actually use Continuum to allow you to connect to a wireless display, which is pretty handy. Um, so not only can you do that on your phone, which allows you to connect to a TV or a second screen, but there's the first screen or the start menu that you get from Windows 10 on your desktop. If you think about it on your phone, the start screen will be the home screen on your phone. So you've got the full version of Windows 10 sitting on the actual phone itself. I recently bought a new phone. I bought the Microsoft Lumia 950XL, but instead of having the single SIM version that I can get here in Australia, I opted to get the dual SIM because I'll be traveling in November 
and I wanted to be able to use another SIM card but I didn't really want to take my SIM card out of my phone being on the Telstra network I want to keep that in there so I wanted to get a second uh, SIM card that I could use over in the States when I go over there in, in November and uh, utilize the networks there now unfortunately some of the telephone providers don't support it um, but that's okay AT&T work and T-Mobile work and as long as I have signal really I don't care um, the difference with this uh, Windows phone the 950XL it's a fairly large phone uh, it's a 5.7 inch uh, widescreen dis display uh, it's got a 20 megapixel camera on it and uh, 32 gig of storage but is expandable to uh, 200 gig via a micro SD card. I actually quite like the Windows experience being that everything's familiar with Windows 10 um, the display is really nice and there's really no lag in between the flicks on the screen so when you go from your settings menu or back to your main home screen everything just fires up and it doesn't crash all that often you don't get a blue screen of death or anything like that um, it's just a really nice experience and the best thing about it is that because it's a Windows phone the file structure is like Windows as well so when you plug in your phone into your computer to update it or back it up the good thing is is that you don't need iTunes iTunes is a pain a real pain I know Apple fans are thinking oh you know iTunes is good I'm not a big fan of iTunes not a fan at all and I prefer not having to use it if I can now the other things with the uh, Windows phone it's got uh, 3 gig of RAM we talked about the storage it's got access to Microsoft OneDrive cloud storage which is Microsoft's cloud system for your photos or your documents so you can back up anything up to I think 25 gig or maybe a terabyte depending on the, the plan that you're connected to it has a replaceable battery in it which is awesome it's got built-in wireless charging fast charging as well um, the maximum talk time is about 19 hours you can play music back for 70 hours um, max Wi-Fi network browsing time is 9 hours and max video playback time is 11 hours so it's, it's actually pretty decent you actually get a good uh, experience out of that it has access to all sorts of GSM WCDMA networks LTE networks so a lot of um, providers telcos will be actually able to support this some don't but that's okay um, it's got uh, location technologies in there so a GPS a barometer cellular Wi-Fi positioning and uh, sensor enhanced positioning a gyroscope it's got maps so you can actually uh, find where you are you can look for real-time traffic 
turn-by-turn walk directions, public transport and drive directions, global voice-guided turn-by-turn drive navigation, offline maps and navigation, speed limit information, map view, satellite, street maps and public transport. It's got a 20 megapixel camera on the back. For the front facing camera it's a 5 megapixel full HD wide angle with a f-stop of 2.4 for the aperture. On the back it's got an f-stop of 1.9, focal length of 26 millimeters which is pretty good and a minimum focus range of 10 centimeters. Lots of cool stuff in there. It's got 4K capability with 3840 pixels by 2160 pixels. That's a fairly good range. Uh, 30 frames per second, three times video zoom, um, optical image st- stabilization, continuous autofocus, video light, and Lumia rich recording with four microphones and video trimmer app as well, which is great because you can cut out some of the stuff that's not needed with an editing tool. Audio codex, it's got AAC, LC, AMR, NB, GSM, FR, whatever that means. It's got FM radio capability. Uh, It's got a graphic equalizer, loudspeaker, listening, and four microphones. That's pretty cool. It's something different. Video playback, 30 frames per second. It can do all sorts of video codecs, all the way up to H.265, which is the newest version of video codec. It's got a whole bunch of productivity features, calendar, interactive notifications, pin to information start screen, uh, reminders, voice dictation in edit fields, wired and wireless continuum for phone, which is the uh, feature that we talked about before, and a Wordflow keyboard, which is pretty cool. Lots of stuff for business apps, backup and restore data, or data. You can uh, sync it with uh, ActiveSync for Exchange and a whole bunch of Windows phone apps along with OneDrive documents. There's a lot of good stuff in here. You can use Skype on there. You can use the Xbox Live Hub. You can use Microsoft Edge for your browser, which is the same browser that's in Windows 10. Um, All the social apps are supported. It's got a nano SIM card. It's a pretty decent phone. Really, if you're looking for stuff that's going to be more capable of doing stuff in your business, a lot of the things now are available for different versions of different uh, phones. So you can have your Office Suite, for example. If you use Office 365, you can download that not only on Windows Phone, it comes a part of Windows Phone, and you get that for all for free. Um, I know Samsung have that available on their S7 as well. And I know it's available for Apple as well, which is pretty cool. It allows you to do all all of your document stuff, your Word docs, your Excel, your Access, PowerPoint, and all those things, which can be pretty handy if you need to do it on the move 
if you don't have a tablet or a laptop with you. So there's three different specs of phones. We're going to end it at that today. Uh, if you have any questions about it, please use the Tech Authority hashtag in Twitter, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week.